Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Writer's Panel. I'm Ben Blacker, the creator and moderator of the podcast. I created the show because I wanted to talk to other writers about the business and process of writing. I've had more than 500 writers on the show, so please check the archives to find more writers and more TV shows of interest to you. I'm a writer myself, having written for Supernatural, Puss in Boots, and other programs. I have a couple of cool projects out this first quarter of 2017 that I hope you'll check out. One is a Supernatural Western comic book series from Boom Publishing that I wrote with my writing partner, Ben Acker, and our friend, the TV showrunner, Andrew Miller. It's beautifully illustrated by Hannah Christensen, and the first issue is available in comic stores and online February 8th. In March comes the first book in a series of young adult novels that Acker and I wrote called Star Wars Join the Resistance. It takes place just before The Force Awakens and is about a bunch of kids who join the fight against the First Order. But mostly they have adventures, fall in love with each other, and get in trouble. I hope you'll check out both of those projects. We're very proud of how they came out. Let me know who you'd like to hear on this podcast by following me on Twitter, at Ben Blacker, like the color, only more so, liking the Writer's Panel on Facebook, and visiting writerspanel.tumblr.com. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Reading those reviews really provides a pick-me-up. They write, they talk, and talk about what they write. Tune in tonight, or whenever the time is right. It's the Writer's Panel with Ben Blacker, and it's starting now. Oh, yeah! I mean, you you say a lot of things that I regret. That's how we're going to start. I'm going to leave that in. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're doing it. That's usually the case. This is how we begin. Uh, Thank you guys for being here. What I'm going to do is uh, have you introduce yourselves on microphones uh, so the listener can differentiate your voices and tell us some places where they have seen your name on their television. And Amy, let's start with you. Sure. Hey, my name's Amy Aniobi. I'm a writer-producer on Insecure on HBO. Um, and you may have also seen my name on Silicon Valley Season 2 on Amy Poehler's Smart Girls uh, show Modern Manners and across the interwebs because I'm an idiot online. <laughs> professionally. Yeah, professionally. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good gig. Charles, welcome back. Hey. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Charles Murray. Uh, you've seen me on Luke Cage. You've seen my name, not me. On Luke Cage, uh, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, uh, Criminal Minds Before I Got Fired, Castle Before I Got Fired, <laughs> Daybreak Before It Got Canceled. Third watch before it gets canceled. That's why you say a lot of things that I regret. <laughs> That's what that means. Uh, I'm sure I've been. Oh, I got fired off V as well. Oh, good, good. I'm glad we covered that. Shout out to, to the uh, showrunner. Uh, my name is Ben Wexler. I took all those jobs that Charles got fired from. <laughs> uh, you wish you had that career. Yeah, no, exactly. That would be nice. That would be a nice set of credits. All I can claim, uh, I can also claim that Amy, you saw her name on Michael J. Fox show. This is true. Right? Which she declined. Notable omission from your credits. Uh, you ran that one? No, I did not run that. (laughs) I didn't know how far back I should go. And I also wanted it to be like, what's our origin story? Was Michael J. Fox... uh, Wexler, shut up for a second. Was Was Michael J. Fox your first staff... Job? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh-huh. Where, were you like assistanting and stuff? Yes, I that? was. I was on Happy Ending season three, and then I was on I a couple of. Yeah, it's a great show. Rest in peace. Pour one out. But I was also um, <laughs> on a couple of pilots before that. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you 
Guys, I'm going to talk to Amy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm used to this. Did you? <laughs> um, what were, so you were like sort Don't of kicking this. around assistanting. I want to. Um, were you writing your own stuff at that time, during that time when you yeah. were an assistant? Yeah, a ton. So like when I, um, I finished, gra- I went to grad school at UCLA for the screenwriting program. And when I um, graduated, I started working on a web series called Awkward Black Girl, mm-hmm. which was run and starred and um, written by Issa Rae. Yeah. And she also is the star and uh, producer of Insecure, which is a show I work on now. Um, so that was kind of like my first like writer's room Mm -hmm. job like we would meet up and um, there were five of us and we'd break story together and write it and I was like I love this I didn't realize she ran that with an actual little writer yeah yeah halfway through season one uh, we sold to Pharrell's YouTube channel Mm -hmm. so we like got paid and everything I mean like not really like enough to make get really fancy sandwiches but But it was a great way to figure it out exactly yeah Um, and then from there I started working for a couple showrunners I worked for Wendy Calhoun who Mm -hmm. worked on Justified um, and she was making an independent project so I was her assistant and then I worked for Hillary Winston who later worked on Happy Endings so that's right. how she introduced me to the crew at Happy Endings. Um, and w- these are all sort of wildly different things like there's a lot of comedy there but Wendy Calhoun doesn't do comedy. It was a comedy project oh, that she was working on. Yeah, Interesting. So, so you knew was, you wanted to be in comedy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning I was just like I like dick jokes so <laughs> I feel like I can explore that more sure. and be paid for it on the comedy <laughs> side as opposed to being shunned. Um what was the material that sort of launched you to that first staff job? Do you remember? I really think it was because after Awkward Black Girl, I started my own web series called The Slutty Years. Um, <laughs> and it was about nerd girls who weren't sluts. Because, <laughs> But the title, guys, um, to this day, we get a lot of links from, like, Russia. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just like old men in Russia who are like, oh, The Slutty Years. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. But, um, yeah, I started, I made that web series and um, just to learn how to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, while I was doing that, I was working on Happy Endings and and then I was applying to all those programs that people apply to. And um, I was a finalist one year. And then the next year, I got accepted to three of them. And I was like, oh. I just emailed a friend who was an assistant at an agency and was like, uh, so here are all the things that I've done. Do you think I'm ready for an agent? And then luckily, they agreed that, yes, I was. And so I came in and took a meeting and um, signed. And then from there, I was just like, you know networking (laughs) you get sent around you meet all the people yeah Um, did you have a lot of material by the time you I did got an agent yeah yeah because like when I was in grad school it was like you wrote a feature every quarter and then I was in the TV program so it was a feature and a spec or a feature and a pilot that's great and then I was like crazy and was like, I have to make this work because, like, I'm Nigerian and my family was like, why aren't you a doctor? (laughs) And so I felt like I was becoming, like, the wrong kind of nerd that my parents wanted. And I was like, how do I correct this and still be nerdy about writing? And, um... The new Jamaican. Well job. Exactly. I I was definitely Jamaican and not getting paid. Um, uh, But, yeah, so I had, like, I don't know. By the time I got an agent, I would say like five specs, like seven pilots, wow. and um, and then these two web series. And so, and um, that's wild. I was not sleeping. No. I think <laughs> but, she has more material than Ben and I do. Seriously, I mean, you don't you don't want to read any of this stuff. At the time, I was like, I'm so talented, and now I'm like, I go back and read some of it, and I'm like, gross, <laughs> just flat gross. <laughs> it's clearly, someone responded to this material. Someone I mean, took pity on me. They're like, on. she's trying so hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's something like, look, you learn by doing it, right? Yeah. And I don't think this yeah. is something we've really talked about with you guys, sort of about those early years and the kind of material you were turning out then. Like, Charles, what was the what was the early stuff that you did that sort of it was the got stuff that noticed? Ben hated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that don't that does that's not limited to the well, early stuff. <laughs> We should say, um, you guys have known each other for a long time. 20, yeah. 25 years, yeah, 20 since years? Jesus was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, but talk about why, because yeah. we were talking about this downstairs, and I think it's worth mentioning. Well, Charles and I were assistants together in the so movie funny. division. Uh, by the way, I like how I, the only credits I gave were just one extra Amy credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, and I'm actually okay with that. He's had no jobs uh, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I hired him. I, I really have had no jobs. Just, the listener uh, has assistant, assistant with Charles, and, and I know Amy's credits. Those are my jobs. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were we were assistants at Touchstone. Well, you were at Disney. I was at Touchstone, as I recall. Right? Yes, yeah. And this was in the '90s, and and we had it turns out a, a, we were just talking downstairs a fairly uh, a class of luminaries who uh, who were assistants at that time who kind of went on to do uh, bigger and better things, which is very cool. But we've yeah. been uh, we've been friends for a, a shockingly long time. Oh, for yeah, just a shockingly long time. Yeah, I mean, you, it's funny because you think about how long you. Like friendships have seasons in this town, so you kind of like see somebody and then you wave at him for the rest of your career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he and I and Brigham and yeah. Haynes, yeah. So I'd say yeah. that little group of assistants, we've been consistent and constant in our friendship. Yeah, you that's know? great. Was this in for other both? Words, we haven't pissed each other off. Right. We, yeah. we, well, we, you haven't yeah. worked together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and thank God he does comedy. And I do drama. Exactly. So oh, it's the best. <laughs> Was this the first industry job for both of you? No, not for me. Oh, no. uh, I I had it was I'd, probably not for you either, right? No, it was. Oh, it was yeah. for me. I'd been I'd been a casting assistant at a lot of on a lot of different movies. Really, the first one was Forrest Gump. Actually, wow, weirdly, that's really? my that's my I, that's my first credit. You that's, just really uh, that's my first on screen. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? The weird thing is, I kind of so like we had to cast the kid who was going to play uh, Robin Wright and Tom Hanks's uh-huh. son. Yeah, and we saw literally probably. Uh, thousands of kids between like the Georgia casting and the and this kid walks in with his mom four years old totally looks like he could be their kid oh and he just looks at me he's like hello how are you uh, you know like like these kids because most of these kids can't put two words together and this yeah. is four year old like super and I walk into my boss and I'm like we just found him and that was the kid and that kid's name Haley Joel Osment. So there's your there's your Forrest Gump story. Uh, if it wasn't for Ben, there would be no. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for me, <laughs> there would be. If no it wasn't for me, my boss lions. would have been like, "Yeah, that's the kid." <laughs> 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 the, my boss would have been like, "Yeah, that's so I clear." Gave you so six obvious. Cents, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, you did a good job of shaking the kid's hand in the hall. I don't know. <laughs> good eye, Ben. Yeah, good, good eye. Way to way to sign him in. Good, nice job with the clipboard. So you kicked around on some of those as yeah, just just to keep you know. I mean, while while I was yeah. doing my whatever eight or nine spec scripts. Well, yeah. What you know, was your version of that? I was the same. It was the same as Amy. Yeah. I just didn't have. I didn't do it in grad school. I just did it while I mm-hmm. was um, I, while I was doing these odd jobs. You mm-hmm. know, and just yeah. sort of paying the rent. And was it all? Were you writing all comedy? Were you writing original stuff? Were you writing specs of existing shows? Well, this is that back, is what we did back. This then. This is back in the yeah in the nineties where you would write a Seinfeld and a Simpsons mm-hmm. and a, you know what I mean. Like so, and that was by the way a lot easier. Uh, you know, I mean, like to, to you know, because 
I don't know if you know, Kramer's very funny. <laughs> like, like just writing it. jokes for Kramer is just, very, you know, it's a lot easier than like actually having to in, invent a funny character. So, yeah, so, I mean, and it has actually informed my staffing now because when I read somebody's, like, Sunny in Philadelphia, you're like, oh, it's really funny because that's a really funny right. show. Right, exactly. Uh, well, I've heard um, both, both ways on this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, in fact, just a minute ago we were talking about this with the last people in here, but, like, there is something to the specs of existing shows, which is right. that's essentially the job of a staff writer totally. is mimic Correct. the showrunner's voice, right? Um, yeah, nobody and the writes of, specs yeah. anymore. Everybody, right. which is so weird to anymore. me because I I do sort of feel like. I mean, most pilots when you're green are bad. Actually, most pilots when you're good are bad. You They're know, it's just so hard, hard to write a pilot. The so best pilot just, I've ever is terrible. Yeah, I'm just like, I read it, I'm like, mm, gross. So I just think that, like, it's weird that we moved away from people writing specs when it's actually, I think, the best training to get good mm-hmm. at being in a room. So that when your boss is like, hey, can you turn this around in three days because we're behind schedule and production's all weird? And you can say, yeah, because I've done it by myself. So yeah. it's so much easier for me to do it with 12 of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I do. I, I am finally admitting that it, that is partly a mission of this podcast is to get people to write Bring specs, specs again. back. Yeah, and I know. I mean, did you do the like fellowships and those things? Sort of. Yeah, you do have to do them for that. Yeah, exactly. So I applied to them like three years in a row, and the third year I did get into a few of them, and then I got staffed before I completed them. I gotcha. So I, it, okay. it didn't end up. But it was great. Awesome. I was like, thanks for letting in someone who was going to get staffed. Like, part of me was kind of like, <laughs> you should be letting in. Greener people. I was like frustrated that I hadn't gotten into it the year before, right. you know. But I think they just want like a success rate. So I think there is a little bit like, oh, you know, nine showrunners, you should be in the program, you know. <laughs> God, but, I don't know. Um, anyway, we were saying so, uh, Charles, when you were an assistant uh, in, in this feature division, were you writing your own stuff? Did you know yeah, you I was wanted to write features? You were. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea that I would ever take a shot at television until all the black cinema dried up. And I went, oh, we're yeah. in trouble because nobody wants to read these now. What were you writing? What was the kind um, of stuff? I, you, just like action stuff, you know, um, dramas, you, anything. I, I made a couple of shorts, right? Well, not until that, later. Okay. Yeah. okay. But I had, when I lived in San Francisco before I moved here, uh, I had worked as a AD on like student films okay. and you know, PA and stuff like that. So, I was I was so indie minded. You know, I was just like I just want to be in the Hal Hartley, mm-hmm. you know, Spike Nick Gomez lane of making movies for like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and you know eating top ramen. So, <laughs> the majority of the films that I wrote were contained, you know, mm-hmm. d- dramas. And so when I got here, and and people were saying, hey, you should write try television. I was like, get out of here. I'm going back to Chicago. I'm going to take work. over. I'm going to work with John Hughes and, and make indie films. And then um, that, yeah. Like, we're old enough to remember when movies were like way better than television. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that is the thing, yeah. right? Just yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's always been a fallacy because if you look back at that time, you, you had Hill Street, you had St. Elsewhere. Right. Right. You know, so yeah. it's, it's... Well, that's when I... That, to be fair, that's when I was a kid. That's when yeah. I was a small child. You were a baby. Yeah. 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 No, I do not recall. I've been yeah. told. No, I've, I've, I've heard of those shows, I've, to be I've sure. I've seen people My parents watched you about them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but the thing for me was I had no formal education. I, I went 
to Columbia College for a semester in Chicago, and then Reagan said, "Give me your Social Security money." So I had to hit the streets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and literally, I, physically, he came he, up to you. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. Give me that money. <laughs> and so I, uh, I just always my my hero at the time was Preston Sturgis. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just went, I just always thought if I could write like him, someone will hire me, you know. Which, that's, that's a good goal. And yeah, that's but it never happened. I can't write like him. That's the only problem. It gave you something uh, to aspire yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. you know. But that's interesting, like, to be inspired by that stuff and yeah. then wind up writing these sort of indie, I assume they were dramas. Yeah. And then later action stuff and more right. Hollywood-style things. Pretty much. I <clears throat> They had a strange blip. Um, actually, you know what? The first screenplay I ever read was The Exorcist because it was published when I was mm-hmm. nine. Oh, my God. There were so few. Right. That's amazing. Then. Yeah. yeah. Oh you know? my God. And then I the next one time. I read was Indiana Jones. I mean, Raiders, which I stole from Walden Books. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Walden, <laughs> They're coming you, for you. They listen check. to this podcast. Uh, listen, I can afford yeah. it now. Cut a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, barely. <laughs> Make checks payable, too. Uh, but when I... Um, was I was living in Texas, working at Seven Eleven. Where in Texas? <laughs> where, where in Texas? <laughs> I'm uh, learning Carol stuff Jones. about you. Oh, I'm from Allen, like Dallas. Okay, yeah, yeah, north. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So I used to a break into the Los Colinas studio. Yeah, and, <laughs> I've been and there. Walk the stages. <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> what? And I, you, you broke amazing. into the very same studio. I didn't studio. break in. I was a kid, but my oh, parents took me Rod there, Stewart and I just picture. wandered. You stole Rod for my friend. Yeah, so my friend. I did not do that. This this podcast is bringing out a lot of stolen stories that you're gonna have. Come on. <laughs> Listen, What's the statute of limitations yeah. on, <laughs> on, on that kind of stealing? Uh, very short. But I will say to 7-Eleven, I do owe you gas money. <laughs> uh, this so, podcast was a horrible decision. It really was. This is evidence now. Man, it's like you testify. Hey, uh, Ben, if you could cut that yeah. out. Just the Fifth Amendment of extend two podcasts. Yes, Trump. I am your worst yeah. nightmare. I'm coming for you, Trump. Uh, <laughs> Uh, But I wrote a Lethal Weapon ripoff, Uh right? Um, And I made the two characters uh, Asian and white. And I sent it to a friend who actually gave it to a producer. And the next thing you know, I'm flying from (laughs) (laughs) 7-Eleven. Straight out of 7-Eleven. To L.A. That's crazy. And I met with the... uh, um, Development head at Davis Pictures, mm-hmm. John Goldwyn, when he was number two at MGM, and some guy over at Warner Brothers, and I had no clue what I was doing. Of course, right? yeah. <laughs> how wait? How, how did you even? What was your friend doing that you even got my, into those it, my hands? friend's? Father was a doctor who knew. Oh my God! Oh, I love this. Who knew this uh, this woman's father, uh-huh. and she was a producer. Or fake producer at <laughs> right. the time. She literally put her name on my script. <laughs> Wait, as a <clears throat> as producer? No, as writer. As writer. Are you to see if happen. they would actually <laughs> yeah. notice, or uh, because she was like, it's because so she good, was like, this is the way. This is, yeah. this is the way you get in. Uh, you know, I've I, heard about this <clears throat> happening. I've never heard yeah. it from a first yeah. person account. But she did it after oh. I had <laughs> the meetings. The the people responded so well to my script that she was like, oh, we should go out with this, and she. 
And that was the first person that ever got cursed out by me. In this <laughs> the first of many. Not the last. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably happen today. No, no. We're going we're to make it out. Look, look, to your, most yeah. recent. look to your left. Look to your right. <laughs> right. One of us will be cursed out by Charles. <laughs> it's funny game. Um, and so the John Goldwyn um, said to me, I really love your script. Um, what do you want to do? And because I had no idea. I'm like, I'm sitting in a movie studio talking to the guy who can like hire me. Yeah. Right? And I said, um, I want to write Running Scared 2, the Gregory Hines, Billy Crystal. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is he so said, cool. <laughs> we literally hired someone three weeks ago to do it, or we Get would have hired out. you. Oh. And I thought, okay, ha, ha, ha. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and he told me, he, he gave me his assistant's number. And he said, if you ever write anything else that you think we should do, call my assistant. And um, I went back to Texas. Texas became San Francisco. <laughs> and I wrote um, a black Pygmalion. <laughs> and I found his phone number, his assistant's phone mm-hmm. number. And I called and I said, yeah, this ain't going to work. And he had moved from MGM to Paramount. And... They gave me the forwarding number. I talked to his assistant. I said, I don't know if he remembers me. I was working at a bookstore at the time. I said, I what was know. the gap in time, by the way? This like- was like three, four years. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a slow writer. I don't have... Five. Right, you're not doing <laughs> a dozen things. Again, like Amy, Amy would have been back like <laughs> the following back. Monday. Like, I'm like I actually Hello. have a black right? Pygmalion. <laughs> I also have Alyssa Strata. Right. Yeah. There's no Jamaican, Nigerian, yeah. Nairobian, yeah. nothing in me. It's just lazy American. Um, but I called him and I said, you know, and I said, I don't know if he'll remember me. Blah blah blah. Two hours later, a creative executive from Paramount called me. That's. And she read the script. She said she took the script unsolicited, uh, gave it to Arsenio Hall's company, and they tried to find, tried to set it up, but they felt there were no black stars at the time that could have gone into the picture. Into Interesting. The picture. What? So I was, what year was that? Yeah. This was this was when a different world was like in its second season uh-huh. or something like that. And I was like, just put the cast over there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. it's done. And, but net, nothing... Do, do everything? <laughs> nothing ever followed up to become something else. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I moved from San Francisco. I'm living in the projects. This is the, this is the best part. What? Living in the projects. My sister had breast cancer. So I was with her helping to raise her kids. She moved back to Indiana. I'm living in the projects, going to the bookstore. I come home. The joint's been broken into. Oh, my God. Something straight out of Friday. We are. You're in San Francisco at this point? Or yeah. You, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, living out by the cow palace. Yes. <clears throat> and I'm sitting on the steps of the front door's been kicked in. <sighs> and I'm sitting on the steps going, what the hell am I doing? And this guy comes riding by on my mountain bike. And he's like, yo, what's up? <gasps> Do never return to the scene of the yeah. crime. And I, no, they please. Not all the stuff you stole. Do live underneath you? We had eleven-year-old dope dealer. So, oh, and uh, I said, "That's that's my bike." And he says, "Yeah, man, you know the door was open. What was I supposed no. to do?" Right. And I said, "That's my bike." And he said, it can be yours for $25. Oh. No. Oh. I'm so mad and impressed. I am both angry uh. and I love him. And I bought it back. 
Don't and you wish that? Ha- don't you wish you had that sense of enterprise? Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. I bu- you you know, bought it back. I bought it back, and I, you know, had they fixed the door, and I was like, I got to get out. Was of this here. guy bigger than you? No. But, <laughs> but, but just, just possession. You know, possession is nine yeah. tenths. When you have yeah. an eleven-year-old dope dealer yeah, yeah. named yeah. Pop, you don't know what's happening. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't know who he I got is. Oh. And then when late at night, you look out of your window, and there's a a woman whooping a dude's ass. Yes. <laughs> it's the Wild West. Yeah. And that, by the way, I'm that dude in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I Nine, yeah. 99 times out of 10. So that, that's intentional. Yeah. I moved to L.A. Uh, so uh, this was like, that was the line for yeah, you. You were like, I am, I'm fine with living in the projects, but I will not be robbed and sold my own. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about, fair. What about your sister's kids? Did they, um, they, they, they were back. You they should, were okay, back with her in Indiana. So, yeah. Um, oh, and so I moved to L.A. I'm not moving to stay. I'm moving to move back home. Right. You to know? Gary? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I'm going to go back to school. Because right. the only other thing I ever wanted to do was teach mm-hmm. high school. So I was going to go back, get a degree in drama, and teach at my old high school. That was <laughs> the plan. And I move. I come out to L.A. to say goodbye to a friend of mine. I don't have a car. I'm 29 years old. And a friend of mine, Martin Phillips, who's one of the most awesome human beings on the planet, sent me a check to buy a car. Wow. So I go buy the car. Wow. And a friend of mine from San Francisco is working at Disney. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, they're hiring for messengers. <laughs> and I went, okay, I'll save up some money. Right. And yep. then bounce. Yeah. I have a car oh, now. Yeah, I have yeah. a car now. Right. Yeah. I the one thing I need. I, I'm, a, I'm the perfect messenger. <laughs> My apologies to the guy who I ran into while parked and drove off. Uh, that, uh, 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 Charles, that was me. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a car, but he did not know how man, to drive it. Yeah. No, is, I knew how to drive it. It was like the dude said something This to is me more of a confessional than a podcast. It really is. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you could be here for this. Guys, we're getting a lot out of it. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive me. For <laughs> we're here to um, let yeah. you absolve. I'm, I'm also I'm glad to be here for the end of your friendship. Special moment. Trust yeah. me, that's not yeah. cool. If it hasn't ended by now. Where are we? <laughs> Where are we? Uh, but this was, so uh, you have this card and you got this messenger job. Yeah, I get job. the messenger job. You have a Thomas guide. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it it was it was a it was a messenger job the off Thomas the lot. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But the day I got hired, it was uh, on the lot. Okay. They they transferred me on the lot, and that's how they I didn't met. want you like, driving what around. I this car? <laughs> right. I need it. Trust me, I did a lot with that car. <laughs> Stick them up. No. <laughs> Stole a lot of bikes with that Learned car. A lot. Yeah. Uh, that same bike got stolen later. Of That's course. amazing. Did you of buy it back? No. Um, I wound up putting $10,000 in it. <laughs> right? I put a hit out on the person. Still on the bike. I still have payments on that bike. But that's where I met. Brigham. You. Me. That's where I met Ben. That's where I met Brig, yeah. Michael Haynes, and yeah. a slew mm-hmm. of other people. And Brigham is Brigham Taylor, by the way, yeah. who who's a big producer now. Yeah, Brand, he produced Jungle guy. Book. Yeah, and one of our one of our, one of our another one of our dearest right. and oldest yeah. friends. Yeah, and um, uh, things got really tragic. Uh, my nephew was killed. I went back home, and while I was back mm-hmm. home, Brigham called me and said, "There's an assistance gig open." There were two open at the time, and I went in and interviewed for both of them. Uh, Greg Hoffman, mm-hmm. who <laughs> I, that wasn't going to happen <laughs> immediately, and Jeff Bynum, who uh, hired me, 
And that's when we all kind of like came together. So during that time, I was only writing features. That was mm-hmm. a long ass answer to say I was. Oh man! Writing. Well, there were uh, there's a lot of questions in there. Yeah, it's a great yeah. story. First of all, yeah. so, but so, I many, so many ask. crimes confessed. Yes. So like, oh, the, <laughs> not even all of them. Then there was Watergate. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, how far back do you want to go? That's nothing now. That's nothing now. Watergate, exactly. Watergate. And I do not know Putin. No, nobody in Russia. Well, he knows well, you. So. He's not wearing a name tag. He's a fan or Putin. So you're you come back. You're 30 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, 30. Uh, interviewing for these assistant positions, yeah. which puts you like five years older than probably a lot of the other uh, assistants. Six to seven. Really? Yeah. All right. So how are you? Like you're a person. You know, you're not the, some kid who's just shown up right. in you, Hollywood like you indicate me immediately. Which well, is yeah. You were, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a child. Yeah. Um, as, you know, probably most of the listeners who are going for these jobs. But I'm curious to hear, like, you're a person. You've had a life. You've had experiences. How do these interviews go? <laughs> you know, like what do you? You um, want to make a good impression? Like older, Charles. but you're they, 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 you know, go, they, yeah. they would go either. Like, how do you well carry yourself then? You know, because I was older than the people I was interviewing with. You know, my whole thing was: we may not have many things in common, but um, you're not going to not be able to acknowledge my love for mm-hmm. film and television, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, because I, um, while I didn't have a formal education, I was constantly in the libraries, you know, and and subscribing to all kind of film magazines mm-hmm. and reading tons and tons of autobiographies, you know. And, and on, on the directing side, Billy Wilder was one of my favorite directors. You know, so I knew, I know their histories, you know. So while we had nothing in common in terms of age, you know, usually if some if someone loved film, or, sure. then there was a connection. Yeah. You know, so that kind of, um, I leveraged that. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think there's also even like that and also the willingness to do the job? Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. they're f- afraid that when you're older that you won't be like, I'll go get coffee. Yeah. And I think even expressing like, I love everything about this industry and what I'm doing. And I also really am OK with doing yeah. this stuff that like a 22 year old would yeah. be asked. Oh, but I wasn't. I was, was going to say, I was 22 and I was utterly on no. well, well, You know. <laughs> but you don't say that yeah. in the media. No, yeah, no, yeah. you're lying. Yeah, I'll take two. <laughs> Thank and, you. Um, no, you don't say it in the meeting, but I mean, uh, I had never been around administrative stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, I clerked, but right. I had never been. Yeah, you, you know, worked in retail, yeah. which is a lot of shitty work. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's so I different understood from, the shitty work right. part, and I knew what it that if I stayed true to doing what they needed, maybe it could lead to what I wanted. Sure. But when I realized it didn't lead to what I wanted, I was like, yeah. bounce. <laughs> God, I just you had know. this I just had this flash of one of the things we were uh, responsible for was like the commencement papers. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they would uh-huh. hire a writer, you'd ha- you as the assistant would have to type up or whatever oh, the geez. commencement form, would, the thing that would get the writer paid. Right. <laughs> and I just fucking never did it. <laughs> like, like I was, I was weeks <laughs> late, weeks late. I know, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that <laughs> asshole. Who, like, the, we can say the paperwork. Yeah, like oh. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to. Like for weeks, yeah. I was. 
like this is my confessional, but I was probably responsible <laughs> for like so scores of writers <laughs> not getting paid for like sure. six months after missing their house yeah. payments. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I don't even complain when I'm late getting yeah, paid like, because uh, I know <laughs> you uh, know we did it, it to so many God. people. Yeah, like Brig and uh, I. It wasn't it wasn't malicious. It was just like no, there was yeah, there were articles to yeah. read. You know, there were there was there was barely an internet. There was like there was saying newspaper. There was like you know papyrus. But Brig and I would call each other and go time for a walk and Completely. we would put the phone we would send them straight to voicemail and then we'd Sorry. go sit out on the bench oh, we were the worst assistants right we were, yeah we were hard we were so bad we started this conversation what? saying how your whole class of assistants has really made Our it. Rock no, we stars, have. Yeah. Titans of industry. Hold on. We are. But you were terrible yeah. assistants. We, uh, yeah. We're not speaking for everybody. All right. <laughs> Except yeah. for Brigham. Brigham was a terrible assistant. We used to have a Brigham's Mormon. He doesn't drink. And I would every Friday at about four thirty, I'd be like, "It's cocktail hour," and uh, we would have those Calistogas, oh you know, like the, the sparkly ones. We would just yeah. very like, uh, you know, very like civilized style. Yeah. I think you were you were a part of that, yeah. and just we would just sit and just 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 and talk just just like let's sit and visit for an yeah. hour it's friday guys Can I tell you come something on that was awesome he and brig this was so amazing when an assistant would leave they would make short films yes we would about the assistant as they were leaving and there was no editing technology to speak of at the time so we would do vcr to vcr absolutely like uh-huh. you would do tape deck to tape yep. deck cutting. Yeah. And we put together this tribute for Charles. Oh. When, when, when <laughs> yeah. That was oh my Where god. I don't it? even know Does how I have it somewhere. I gotta get it digitized. Oh god, this is it so is. awesome. And it's like, you know, I'm like the on-camera He's the on-camera, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. News reporter. Oh god, and, oh, my god. But, I mean, we had such fun, yeah. and our bosses knew we were just wild and wacky. They you know, absolutely mm-hmm. did. They yeah. really. Did. I don't think they had that much to do. No, because they were junior executives, and yeah. they were just like, yeah. Oh, but I did the, my. The, here's the thing that I like to this day. People tell me about when I run into them from those years. I used to do this thing. My friend Dave Globke, who I went to Glopke. high school with, Globke. <laughs> it's a gr- one of the, one of the great comedy names. But, yeah, it's a, uh, name. is, that, is he a Mel Brooks character? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Truth be told, he may be a Mel Brooks. He and I, he was an assistant on another desk. We just happened to be, you know, and it was the early days of inner office email. It was like really, really early sure. days of email. Yeah. And so what we would do, we, we started this folder in our email just called the quote file. And what we would do is like if yeah. he was on a different floor from me. And so if a, if a senior executive would walk by and say something jackass ridiculous we would just I would t- you would type it up send it to Blobke yep. right and just be like it would be like one of the best quote that I can remember verbatim is the president of the division he's walking by my cubicle and he goes listen you know we're gonna do what we're gonna do and it'll be what it'll be and at the end of the day the ship is gonna sail like that was like that was the whole Thing like you know like I don't know who said he was everything talking and nothing. to. Yeah, I was like, and so I was like, no, type, 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 type. You know, like, like this is gold. Oh my god! And and so at the end of my tenure there, this is after Charles had left. I just on my way out, I'm like, I just printed it all up. Great. Just just like That's typed great. it all up, made Absolutely. copies yeah. as a gift to all the other assistants on my last day. Right, I just handed them out the quote file like with a big, and within 20 minutes, those things had been. 
distributed, physically oh distributed, oh copied, and yep. physically distributed <laughs> to the highest echelons of the company. Of like, oh you know God. what I mean? Like, like <laughs> to the point that Donald DeLine, who ran, you know, who's like the president of the whole thing, is standing in the fucking conference room with us, just reading, chuckling. You know what I mean? Like, he's quoted, you know, and uh, Todd Garner, who's who is like the senior VP at the time, standing next to me, had never talked to me the whole time oh I had worked God. there. He just, he's like reading it, chuckling, he just turns to me and goes, you're leaving the business, right? But like people, off. literally, people are, that's a thing that people. That's hilarious. Oh, God, it was so much fun. Um, I want to ask you guys, and, and Amy, I'm going to ask you the same question. Working as assistants and even some of those, the earliest jobs that you had, what did that teach you about this business? And what have you sort of taken with you from those experiences? I can defer to Amy because we just talked for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I would say one is um, almost like order of events, like process. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that people who have been assistants understand like that if this script doesn't get turned in, these departments don't get it and they can't start their work and da da They know like there's a process and I feel like you know from the outside like if you you're just writing something and then you're just like it gets made but I learned like (laughs) if you write an explosion that costs money and then there are rehearsals and then there are and so I was like oh it helped me figure out how to write smaller and not to be like "Mm, I don't know what should happen let's add a new character and I'm like well that would actually be another $5,000 a day because they're talking (laughs) and whatever so it was just it helped me learn process in a way that I think did positively impact my writing. That makes a lot of sense. Under Matt Nix, too. Who I is, did. Who's very good about... Uh, yeah, he's incredible. <laughs> and, like, he... I remember, like, when I was in grad school, I did these internships, and um, I worked for Matt Nix as an intern, and I got to see someone who... Un- he had not worked in television before Burn mm-hmm. Notice, but by this point, I think it was, like, season five or six of Burn Notice that I interned on. So he was incredibly good at process. And, like, and also he did the showrunner training program, right. and, like, he's... And he's a real production guy, too. Yeah, exactly, because he came up through the indie circuit and knows all that stuff. So it was just like watching him figure things out, and someone would pitch something that sounds awesome, and he would immediately be able to go, well, this affects this, 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 and the other thing, so do we really need this, you know? And I was just like, oh, you're really good at your job. (laughs) (laughs) Slash slash creativity killer. Let's face it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh, great. Oh, yeah. Hey, wet blanket Nixie over there. (laughs) There Ben and Matt. Yeah. French, yeah. <laughs> Two friends. I just, I, I just brought show. him up. I just brought him up just like to stop <laughs> right. being friends with him. <laughs> you have a list. Yeah, exactly. You brought with yeah. you, which is I'm, weird. I'm, I've got some uh, reckonings with uh, with enemies to hit on I this. Uh, on oh, this boy. <laughs> Matt, he's, but, he's one of my best friends, I should listen, say. Listen, we're yeah. cutting that part out. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> so for you guys. When I win the lottery. Working, <laughs> working as assistants. <laughs> I wish I could cut things out of my life. Like, moments. Yeah. Uh, we're cutting yeah. it out. Oh, well, let's like, cut that just out. That's all the amazing. Last cut that out. Oh, like, that would be just like so helpful. Cut. Just oh, yeah, man. exactly. Hey, we're friends again. <laughs> just have the good parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something terrible happened. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, uh, same question for you guys. Yeah. Well, I. I was an assistant on the film side and the television side because mm-hmm. I was an assistant f- season four for Buffy. Oh, that's oh, right. That's and I think you 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 learn a language. You you know totally. that's the thing that yeah. happens is you know you get to learn the language without being put on the spot. And just completely. The yeah. good thing is you you're always going to be nervous when you do the new thing. So when you 
finally make it as a staff writer or you finally get your first pilot made, you that's when you realize how much you ingest it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, sure. and 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 that's you know, that's just the thing. It's like there's this, a particular language that you can have that you uh, a conversation you can have because you've heard all of those things safely. Mm-hmm. So that's the best part, I thought. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're sort of comfortable in the world yeah. that you're all of a sudden have there are expectations yeah. of you. And you learn how to you learn structure. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn how to how to write to a studio's liking. Right. You know, how to navigate things that that you wouldn't no matter how many specs you write, if you hadn't gone through that process. You, it was it would be brand new to you the first time you did it. Whereas, you know, working on Buffy, you know, I was there when Joss did Hush, mm-hmm. and I literally Best saw episode. him walk the stage, the stages, the studio, the lot, formulating the idea, and then he kind of did like a half outline, and then boom, there's a script. <laughs> but wow. you, you, he would come out and talk to. His assistant, he would come out and talk to other people, and you would hear the process, and you it became familiar to you. Sure. You know, so that that was the, the benefit for me. That's really interesting. The note on language, I think, is so important, especially, like, in comedy. Like, obviously, I knew for a long time I wanted to write comedy, but— and people have been telling me, like, oh, you should take improv or something. And I was like, I went to grad school. I was like, I don't need more classes. You tell but me then, who told you that. Exactly. Goes, a bunch yeah, of assholes. Who the hell told you that? It's probably madness. So many smart idiots out there. But, like, the first day on Happy Endings, that evening, my first day on the job, I went home and signed up for improv classes. Because wow. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what the words they're using are. Because they're just so there's funny. a lingo about comedy that I was not mm-hmm. as familiar you're with as I thought I was, yeah. and I just learned more of that. And that There's, room had heavy hitters too. Yeah, like, it's like UCB all stars. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was very intimidating. That's really <laughs> wow. interesting. There, there is a comedy writers room lingo for yeah. sure, mm-hmm. and I I had never been in a comedy writers room before. I was a staff writer, so I yeah. just had to kind of like learn it painfully that year, and just yeah. you know learn the the horrible pain of silence of your of, of like, like your your pitch being no nope, nobody likes oh okay and you're, just like, okay, uh, you're 26 and you're just like you go home and just think about it all night <laughs> oh. uh, but uh, you know so that's bad but like but I think I think I agree that when you're an assistant just learning the way people talk to each other I mean because we're in a, we were I was never really an assistant on a production mm-hmm. on a TV production like you were but but we got to like hear how executives talk to agents and how mm-hmm. agents talk you know and how executives talk to writers yeah. and and the and and also I think well two things being a casting assistant is actually I will say this anybody who ever wants to be an actor go get a job in a casting office oh, first because mm-hmm. literally and this is back in the days when headshots were physical mm-hmm. physically mailed you know by casting yeah. uh, by uh, agents into casting offices and for Forrest Gump we had this I mean this is not a big room this room would be literally filled with fucking manila envelopes you know inches thick the just the sheer number of people who want to be an actor you you can't possibly understand it <laughs> until you've worked at a casting you see office. These people. And then the yeah. uh, and then just on like the assistant job that Charles and I did, just that that thing of um, it's almost like a culture. It's almost like learning yeah. a new culture, which you know we both came from the Midwest, and you know what I mean. Like just the way people talk to each other in Hollywood, and the way 
phone calls end the second they're over. They just end. Yeah. Like that thing. And it's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> click. You know, like like that. It's like, yeah, I'm good. And then, click. Yeah, click, click, click. And then you like try to do that with your mom and it just doesn't work. It's yeah. like, okay, your we're done. We're done. We're back. done. Uh, oh, yeah. The phone oh, rings. The phone disconnected. What happened? Yeah. Did you, you just to... fucking hang up on me? <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I wanted to diesel on for five more minutes. Sorry, Mom. I'm rolling calls. Yeah. So. yeah. Just that. Even just knowing rolling roll calls. Your... Like, yeah. that's a thing. You know, you didn't either. You don't yeah. know that until, you know, they're, yeah. they're like, oh, guess what? If somebody calls you at 7 12, they're like on their way into a dinner. Make it fucking fast. Yeah. So, that's stuff funny. like that, you know, um, just be brief. <laughs> sure. And you learn most of the scenes Click. that you <laughs> learn. <laughs> ben Wexler just hung up on us. Yeah. yeah, you learn that most of the scenes that you wrote that were you know character strong are really mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> scene I'm, doesn't need to be four pages. I want to talk about actual scripting stuff, uh, the actual writing stuff, like sort of the same question. Like, what did you learn in those early years? Whether it was reading scripts uh, or writing your own scripts, that you know, is good advice for new writers. How how can they make their scripts look like professional scripts? I can't emphasize enough how many writers, people who call themselves writers, don't read. Yeah. They, when you're an assistant, like, I read Seven when it was trying to be set up. Mm. I read James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. I read, you know, all the yeah. stuff that Touchstone was putting out. You get to read the people that you go to see that you hope to emulate, you get to see their process. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, it's not as simple as knowing the many incarnations of 26 letters. Mm -hmm. So you have to... And now scripts are so much easily... Accessed. They're more accessible, thank you. Um, That you learn by reading. Yeah. You read Steve's Alien, you're going to know how to write a better scene than you did not reading Steve's Alien. You're and and that's different to watching the movie. Too. It's way like, different I think from that's watching the movie. Yeah. Even, frankly, the way things are conveyed in stage directions, mm-hmm. is, that's the kind of stuff you just wouldn't know if yeah. you've never yeah. read scripts. Really and, there, and, you, and you read bad ones and decent mm-hmm. ones and great ones, and you see how the great ones is like there's this economy of... Just you know, you're. It's like you're watching a scene, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's popping off the page in that way. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you you learn to emulate that. That's yeah. really true. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and, and I I remember coverage for the Untouchables, slamming it, you know. But you got to see the draft. You know, I still have the first draft of Empire Strikes Back and Raiders, and how they're so different from what became the movie. You know, you learn that there's a process, and you know people. Nowadays, you know, I, I'll go talk to screenwriting classes. They can't even name screenwriters, much less they haven't read mm-hmm. material. And that's so crazy to me that people don't realize that, you know, if you're watching a show and you love the show, there are scripts of that show that exist and you want to write for that show, so go find those scripts. Yeah, yeah. It's like the number of times that people are like, well, how do I get a script? And I'm like, Google, Google it. You'll find it. That was another helpful thing at the time about being an assistant was that you could then call an agent's assistant. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, I want to write a Larry Sanders spec. Can you get me as many Larry Sanders scripts? And not just what you tape off a TV, which is also helpful. Like, can you get me a, and I would get stacks and stacks of that show script, everything, you know, all the time. I don't know how I would have done that if I didn't have the assistant job because it was like, you know, yeah. at the time, it wasn't. Right. You couldn't just go on 
Online. the internet. Yeah. And there's this database of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, but that was super helpful. Yeah. And, and you definitely, you quickly get a sense of, oh, this is how they write their yeah. scripts. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about being an assistant, going back to what he just said, is you got to watch a career. <laughs> and you learn by watching other people's careers. You, you know, I, when, when we were assistants, what's the guy that wrote Con Air and eventually be things Scott, to do? Uh, yeah, Rosenberg. Yes. Yeah. We, okay. You got to see his career grow. Interesting. And so you'd see the trades, you'd see what he was writing, you'd read what he was writing, you'd hear people who knew him, and you got to understand how he was putting together his career. And those are choice things to grasp from as well as you're trying to build your career. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's been done before. That's the, that's the <laughs> yeah. thing that people just forget. It's been done before. Just right. find someone who's closest to mm-hmm. you or who you'd like to emulate. Follow-up. Yeah. I remember hearing that uh, advice when looking for agents and managers. People said, like, find the writers that you totally whose career you would like to have and see who their reps are and see if you can get in with those reps. I mean, mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, what are what are mistakes that writers make on the page? What are frequent mistakes? Misspelling? Yeah. Oh, Actually, my yeah. God, yes. Typos yeah. are a killer. Yeah. Like, especially if there is a typo in the first five pages, I'm just kind of like... It wrinkles you. <laughs> yeah, it really We does. might all be nerds in that regard, but that <laughs> fucking wrinkles you. Your yeah. showrunner is going to be a nerd. Yeah, well, yeah, often. <laughs> you know? or, or it's just kind of like it, it tells you a lot about mm-hmm. you didn't take Care. the time. It, yeah. 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 It's the last line because you have programs that will yeah. make your script look like another <laughs> yeah. script. Yeah. So the only thing that's left is what you're putting on the page. Yeah. Right. And that's usually true. it turns it's out to be really typos. True. That, yeah. Nobody says that, too. And it, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say that to people. I'll be, I'll, All the time. Or like to an agent. Be like, tell your writer to I, get their script proofed or proof it. or 100%. Put, give it to somebody who knows I was grammar. like the wall, like uh, when I was working for Hillary Winston and she was staffing her show, there was a new writer she was interested in who was like, rep my CAA, hot new writer, and sent in a script. And I was reading everything before giving it to her, which also helped me learn so much. Sure. I read every sample that came through uh, that door. Yeah. And one of them I was reading and it was like, page one, there was a typo. So I sent, I emailed and I was like, I refuse to give this to Hillary with the type. Please change this. Yeah. Get your writer to that reflects they, on you. Yes, I was like, I can't do that, and so and then we went back twice, and I was like, I think, like again, it came back with another, okay. t- and I was just like, I don't know <laughs> if this person's on. serious, yeah. and I was like, I don't know what to do for you, but That's yeah, funny. yeah, it's just it's very infuriating to see when someone has been like, you know, I care so much about this, and I want this job so badly, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm dying to be a writer, and then it's like, but I didn't have the care to like, right, you know, look it over one, and then time. also all the other stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean like, well, like, yeah, like railing about typos. Yeah. It is like, so and it's annoying. one of a million things. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. So what are those other the four things? page monologue? It's true. Yes. And just like not leaving out the boring parts. It's yeah. you know like there I I Funny. got a script once from a guy and it was like it was a pilot. It was an original pilot and it it started on sort of like this is me. I'm about to be born. Literally. Oh. Literally. You oh, know. No. And then showed this character's birth and then like and and then by you know. Page twenty-seven or so of thirty-two, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it finally got to. And now I'm coming out to Hollywood to be a PA. And I'm oh like, God, Are you no. kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like that's oh, what this show is. It's no. it's you're in <laughs> like. And, and so I think you know this was a guy who had given me he had been a PA on yeah. the show as yeah. you may have gathered. Of and I was like, 
um, okay, gently, uh, you should write another script. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you should write another, you should come up yeah. with another idea for yeah. a show that's not about you coming out to, you know, be a PA. Cause no, yeah. and, but also, like, and then when you do that, cut the first 27 pages. That, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Uh, I would say that identifies another problem is people <clears throat> saving the cool thing for the last three yeah. pages. Don't it's like that. most people are not getting to that. And even though yeah. there's never a world in which a script about being a Hollywood PA is that fascinating, <laughs> I do think that, like, if that's the show you're trying to tell, that needs to be at the front, not yeah. at the end. Don't do that. I, I just wrote a PA script. Well, but I mean, sorry, it's probably Charles. very good. I'd turn on a dime. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I stuck to my guns like an asshole. No. No, just don't steal my bike, all right, man? <laughs> and, and listen, not like we don't all make the mistakes. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, you, you just have to be proactive in protecting yourself. I believe that most pilots, when you write them, after you finish your first draft, cut out the first 15 pages. Hmm. Just take them, drop them in the trash, and then read your script from that point on. Mm-hmm. Usually that's where it gets interesting. Well, there's usually so much throat clearing, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. And, and I don't Including need to know... Including on this pad- podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I don't need to know that in the corner of the apartment is the statue that no one will ever <laughs> look at. I don't need to know that he is a man of means mm-hmm. and wealth. And you can tell by looking at his suit yeah. that he cuts a certain figure. The dialogue Just get to that. the goddamn thing. You know, you you told me, Charles, told me something uh, long, long, long time ago. And I've, In the I've, galaxy. Yeah. No, and I've remembered it ever since, which is you said you weren't giving advice. You just said about yourself. Um it's usually I usually have to write a draft or two before I even know what the thing's about. Yeah, and mm. and and I remember hearing that, and you weren't trying to. That was just you talking about your own process. And ever since, I've found it to be very very true of my thing <laughs> too, where it's just like sometimes you have to get the whole story out on paper yeah. to even have a sense of like, oh, okay, where's the where's the juice in this thing? And you have to. And I yeah. think that's a big. I mean, probably a. I could crystallize this to say that a mistake a lot of writers make is they don't rewrite enough. You know, is that is that the the good stuff happens in the later drafts. You know, I mean, yeah. the, a lot of the a lot of the best stuff happens after you've you know just taken a, a sledgehammer to what you've done. And people, I think that's probably the to me. If I had to shorthand the difference between a professional and an amateur, it's that. Yeah. It's that the amateur thinks the the first draft is. The one to show, right. and, 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 and it's not, and they hold on to it yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah, After you write your first script, write a second. Yeah. Don't be precious. Yeah, you're yeah. you're not. Yeah. more than likely, you're not going to be that person that ends up on the front of Variety. Yeah, because you sold. I got your hired first on like my ninth script. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like sure. like you know, not ninth draft, like ninth yeah. script. You know, yeah. ninth yeah. script that each of which had nine drafts. You know, or whatever. Twenty drafts. Yeah, it's like right. that's when you're talking about doing when you Amy are talking about yeah. doing five pilots a quarter and three screenplays. It's like yeah. that. You get good after about ten or twenty scripts. Yeah, you it kinda, takes. It's the ten thousand hours thing. Yeah. It's like you have to take those hours, whether it's in school or it's not. You know, it's like you still have to take those. Hours. Yeah. And even on each script, I almost think that it's like I don't know, like five thousand. <laughs> but like it's like you even start the script and it's bad. Yeah. And you finish it and it's bad. And Everyone then you get notes like and give notes. Starting and, new. Yeah. In every an awful way. time. <laughs> in an awful way. <laughs> Another thing I'd suggest too is to attack other disciplines, mm-hmm. other this forms of writing. Mm-hmm. 
if you are a TV writer, write a feature. If you're yeah. a feature writer and a television writer, write a short story, yeah. write a play. Mm-hmm. Because totally. you have to learn a new form. And in learning the new form, you know how you you learn different ways to attack the old. Yeah, yeah. Even in those, I, I I think I misspoke earlier and said I had seven pilots. I meant to say seven originals when I started, yeah. and two were features, two were plays. One was a short story that was staffing, you know, like because they were everyone wants to read short stories now. So I had <laughs> yeah. one of those, and then I had uh, three or four, whatever the number is, left pilots. So it was like writing other things yeah. made me better at the thing that I loved the most, um, and then also it helps give your brain a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. It's true. But it does tend to put into focus the things that make a TV script a TV script. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is good advice. Yeah, Milch hired me to be his apprentice. David Milch? Yes. Heard of him. (laughs) I feel... You can laugh out loud. I'm going to pick myself up now. Uh, David Milch. Uh, but see, then when you say the rest <laughs> of it, it I'm sounds sorry. just as I'm sorry. I should, I should just let you talk. David Milch, creator of... I shouldn't give you shit. NYPD Blue, Deadwood. He did a lot of great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, read my specs, hired me off of some short stories that I wrote. Interesting. Third Watch read my specs, hired me off of a short film that I wrote. Right. That, because they, you get so tired of reading those sure, of reading. specs yeah, that yeah. you want something a little outside of the box. Mm-hmm. As a showrunner, to attach yourself to, to say, oh, look, the writer's doing other things. Yeah. You know, so that's why I would suggest that. No, it is a good idea. I had a little monologue packet from many many years of doing that show Sit and Spin which mm-hmm. was one of many like you know hey are you a self-involved Hollywood writer who wants to get up on stage you know for seven minutes am I uh, yeah. <laughs> am I ever we haven't are you talking invented- directly to me we haven't invented podcast yet so <laughs> yeah, come to right. this <laughs> hey wait busy waiting around for podcasts to get invented well guess what but um so and I got I got hired so many times off of that packet of really because yeah because well first of all it's like they take three minutes to read, <laughs> right. so you can like yeah. you know, and, and that's another thing you can learn when you're an assistant is like <clears throat> they don't they don't spend a lot of time, you know, they don't no. their attention spans aren't that yeah. long, so that helps, yeah. And uh, it was that was spectacular to have. That's that was Ben that said that. Oh, and you know, I should also <laughs> talk <laughs> about attention spans. Ben Wexler, yes. uh, <laughs> you know Charles. I want nothing to do. You know Charles. When I was uh, <laughs> When I was staffing uh, the comedians, which is one of my credits, I, um, <laughs> I prefer. Can we, can we cut that out? I prefer if we don't. We don't name any of your credits. <laughs> which is, he'll, uh, he'll sneak them all in. I know. Um, Once the was, door's open, yeah, it was shortly after Arrested Development the Community, uh, a show I did, um, but before the Grinders, the. Uh, the um, I hired a lot of people off of their web series and their, yeah. and their web shows really? and stuff like that. And, you know, it, in, it worked out in some cases, and to be honest, it kind of didn't work out in yeah. some other cases for the reasons we were talking about with Specs, which is you can make a great web mm-hmm. series that's your voice, mm-hmm. um, and it's hilarious, and it's awesome, and you're awesome, but you don't necessarily get the voice of this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it was like they, they, were, they were short and digestible, and they showed that these people were enterprising and doing other stuff right. and I like that. You can at least get a feel for comedy too. Yeah. Like especially if you're staffing a comedy yeah. and looking at these comedic shorts like, yeah. like that's that's at least a good uh, yeah. measuring. Yeah, even my I guess favorite. the point is I have credits. <laughs> 
that was his point? Well, <laughs> then we're still going to cut that out. water. Yeah. Husband. <laughs> Father. Father. <laughs> Many credits. Uh, American. Uh, you guys, we have to start to wrap up. I apologize. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Will you come back? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm check the to time right on all <laughs> yeah. of the podcasts. You can't get them to leave. He was actually putting his hand such that he couldn't yeah, yeah. see me and Charles. Amy, they yeah. can't hear me. We totally okay, great, great. Hear you, I'm though. glad to hear um, I want to know what you guys are watching on TV. You guys love TV. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> oh, you guys uh, love TV. I think he's mad about it. Yeah. What are you watching these days? What are you enjoying? Uh, what are you excited about? What is inspiring to you? Uh, ben, we'll start with you. I just, I'm always late on stuff, so I just watched Stranger Things. Thought it was great. You know, um, yeah. I'm pretty excited about the new season of The Americans, which I've yeah. always loved. And, um, and you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, Veep is the best comedy on TV. I, you know, it's a, I'm kind of not saying anything new. but uh, It doesn't have to be new. Yeah, just it's, be excited I mean, about it. <laughs> actually, I will say, the one thing I will say about Veep and this is just a just a shout out to Dave Mandel, who mm-hmm. who I, I know a little bit and admire a lot, which is that for somebody to take over the yeah. best comedy on television, yeah. which is like a auteur driven, you know, like Armando Iannucci was an actual genius making a genius yeah. show, and yeah. to make it slightly slightly better, I agree, mm-hmm. is crazy. Mandel is a genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty incredible. Happen. Yeah. Charles, what are you watching? Charles is just looking at me with just anger. <laughs> Contempt. I watch anything that pays my bills. <laughs> Shout out to the people who pay my bills. <laughs> you get on board with those <laughs> real quick. Uh, I religiously, religiously watch The Flash. And because it's just, as a black person, the fact that Barry Allen's stepdad is black and it's never mentioned. No. And the woman he loves is black, and it's never mentioned. But it's, and the guy who helps them is of another race. And it's, it's what I always thought television and cinema should be. Um, I get a kick out of watching that show. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're having a good time. And they're having a great time. They're doing a, a they, solid job. And they do a whole lot of special effects that make the 12-year-old me go, yep. if you miss that show, I'm going to be mad <laughs> yep. you today. Did you watch him punch a gorilla this week? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Wait, did you see the gorillas lined up? Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Right? Um, I, I watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally like rerun king <laughs> because we grew up in— Oh, man. The Golden Channel Age 32 of Cindy, yeah, Cindy and Channel 4. You know my you mind, always catch stuff. I'm showing Brady Bunch to my kids. Now, oh my gosh, that's is, awesome. What do they think of it? Oh, they love it. Do they? they love it. Do they think that's it's a new funny. show? They think Alice is hilarious. <laughs> they don't think it's a new show. Okay, they're very, like, like, this is very but dated. By the way, the clothes, yeah. man. Oh my God, Amazing. they are so good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. those fashions are back. But by the way, <laughs> just to get back to, uh, to take a moment not to for once, not to praise myself, but to praise Charles. Oh, you know, oh, for once. Uh, I will list all of you, his you, you, credits. No, you made, you made a movie called Things Never Said, which was to your point about like a movie that's not about race that happens to have you know a lot of African American uh, like characters and and I think I'm I mean I went to several of your screenings and you were talking about your process for that and I thought that was so cool and was such a like great uh, in an otherwise in a movie that I otherwise loved on the merits like hmm. that that was just sort of uh, you made this work of art that was just sort of like saying so much without being about 
you know, right. it, it, it's like I, I wish there was more of that on TV and and in movies. And well, I, it feels like it's coming because, like, when I watch mm-hmm. Insecure, I think of Lucy. I think of, yeah, it's a great you know, example. Yeah, and it's people living their lives. You mm-hmm. know, my whole thing. This is this is an actual conversation. I'll make it real quick. Uh, the one semester that I was in college, uh, forty eight hours had just come out, or within like six months and this guy uh, white guy comes in and he says you know if I ever do a movie like 48 hours I'm gonna have to find black writers and I said there were no black writers on the sh- on the movie it was Eddie bringing what he <laughs> is to the sh- to the movie and that's kind of what it should be when you're making movies because I look at movies being a kid from an all black neighborhood mostly black city I never sat there and thought, I can't do that because all those people are white. I would just, I would just say, well, what's the black version? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and it might not be different at all, but it's just for right. people of color. Or what's the Asian version? Or what's the? Because my first hero was Bruce Lee, so it's like, you know, my mother would go come downstairs and what's that Asian man doing on the wall? Like, <laughs> the coolest dude on the planet. I was obsessed with Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so, <laughs> in, in making the movie, the movie was particular. The movie, if I put a bunch of black people in it, it's a black movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the story, it's funny because everything that cinephiles talk about when they're talking about foreign cinema, they won't apply to people who live in their same cities and states yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and we're the people of color are the other but they'll go out and come back <laughs> from watching a foreign film and they'd be like oh it's genius and it's universal but it's so relatable yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. it's frustrating you know? which is why it's really heartening right now to see Jordan Peele's movie yeah. yes. which is yeah. about race but it's I'm also so a horror movie and uh, so many other things getting just massive critical right. acclaim and I think te- I think television is going to really, really help with that blend mm-hmm. more so than features. I think right? I agree. Yeah. Well, features is sort of self-selecting, right? It's yes. not immediately in your home. Yeah. Whereas yeah. TV, we yeah. see, we live with these people, which is what we said for years, and it's nice to not live with you know the cast of Friends for a change. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, Amy, what are you watching on TV? Yeah, I mean, even off that, I. Recently, I was on MoveOn.org, being very political, and uh, was looking up people's petitions, and someone had a small petition to help bring black shows to Netflix, and I didn't realize that, like, The Cosby Show, like, well, I mean, The Cosby Show is contentious now, but, like, all of those shows from the late 80s and early 90s Mm -hmm. are not available in streaming, and I got really mad, and so I went on Amazon and bought Living Single and Girlfriends, so that's what I've been watching, (laughs) like, I've I've been watching season one of Living Single and Girlfriends. How did they hold up? Oh, amazing. I, I will say, uh, girl, Girlfriends, it feels almost like modern. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, they, the first episode is about a guy who sucks toes and, like, is it okay that you want to have a sexual relationship with this dude who sucks toes? So it, like, weirdly feels modern, but Girlfriends, or, or Living Single does feel a little bit dated. Sure. It's mostly the shoulder pads on Quinn. <laughs> but, but I read somewhere that NBC said, 
how can we get our own version of living single? And that became Friends. Exactly. And that's what's oh, so wow. frustrating is like, I, I watch it Weird. and I'm like, this is Friends. You know, it's a version of Friends, but they, you know, one of them went on for 92 seasons right. and the other one didn't. But yeah. They, they showed. Yeah, they those 92 seasons. Oh, by the end, it was like, Ross, you're not cool. <laughs> like, stop trying to be cool. Your grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Let's do this again sometime please that was great very fun cool now leaving nerdist.com